You're listening to the Psychedelic Invest Podcast, where we speak with founders, CEOs, investors, advisors, experts, and thought leaders in the brave new world of psychedelics and entheogenic medicines. Brought to you by Psychedelic Invest, bringing you unparalleled psychedelic investing data and analysis. Psychedelic Invest is the industry's leading resource for those looking to invest in the burgeoning psychedelic industry. For more information and to access all of the podcast episodes, check out our website at psychedelicinvest.com slash podcast. And now here's the host of the Psychedelic Invest podcast, Bruce Eckfeld. Welcome, everyone. This is the Psychedelic Invest Podcast. I'm Bruce Eckfeld. I'm your host. Our guest today is Zappy Zaplin. Zappy is known as many things. We're going to talk about the work that he's doing in psychedelics. People know him as the psychedelic concierge. He's working with several different companies on helping bring solutions to various various challenges that we have in mental health and general health that psychedelics have some really promising, interesting applications for. We're going to talk about the work he's doing with Psychoceutical as well as Keta MD and a bunch of other things going on in the industry uh, and the background that he has and and developing some really great content and really great insights around the work of psychedelics and their potential applications uh, and that people use them. So I'm excited for the conversation and seeing what's going on in Zappi's world and hearing what he's seeing and and thinking and where the the, uh, future of psychedelics is going. With that, Zappi, welcome to the program. Thank you, Bruce. Great to be here. I'm actually... Talking to you from California, where I'm at the Milken Global Conference, which is an annual conference that, you know, is the all the top decision makers and Fortune 500 CEOs and psychedelics are prominently featured in the schedule and people are talking about it and people are coming up to me, especially and 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 asking my professional opinion. But you'd be surprised how many people ask on a personal level oh, sure. for themselves or a family member. It's so exciting to see in that context. Yeah, yeah. And how? Like, I mean, just a little bit of background. Like, how did you get into the space? Like, what prompted you to investigate psychedelics? What was what was your kind of angle, and how has that developed over time to get to where you are today? You know, what happened for me was I, when I was younger, I had had a couple of positive psychedelic experiences. But like any young person, you're just kind of experimenting, no real intent to it. And in around 2010, I started to have this spiritual midlife crisis where I did everything that society told me to do to be uh-huh. happy. And I did it all. It's like, you know, make money, have a family, all that. And I was sitting there. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm happy, but like, I don't, I don't know why I'm even here. Like, I need some answers to some yeah. things right now. And so I thought back on my psychedelic experiences and I had heard about plant medicine, ayahuasca, San Pedro, some of these indigenous medicines. And I thought, wow, I've tried everything else. Let's, I, I'm going to have to give this a shot. And yeah. I tried to do it with the right intent. I went down to Peru uh, with some friends, including the actress Michelle Rodriguez. And mm-hmm. we filmed that experience just to kind of document it almost for ourselves. But we turned it into a movie called The Reality of Truth which is mm-hmm. 
about our experience, it's now been seen over 15 million times. And it's supposedly uh, inspired over a million people to do a plant medicine uh, experience since that's come out, which it feels really good. I get emails every day from people who say it changed their life or saved their life or someone in their family. Sure. And so as I was doing that, you know, I, I kept, I realized there was something incredible here and I started to investigate all of the psychedelics. And in about six years ago, I, I was looking for a Western medicine approach because when I would tell people to go down to the jungle and sit with a shaman, they would be like, Zappy, I cannot do that. My family will baker act me if I tell them I'm going to do that right now. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to find a Western approach. And I found ketamine and I was like, wow, this could be the Western medicine approach where somebody could comfortably go into a doctor's office, take an FDA-approved medication, but have that transcendental experience where you go into present moment awareness and a lot of things change in that those moments. And so I thought, this is incredible. I convinced the doctor to let me experience it. I then became an advocate for ketamine and I started to run around and, you know, get, you know, try to just learn everything I could about ketamine. And I met my business partner, Warren Gumpel, who was a patient who was advocating for ketamine at the time. And him and I decided to join forces. And we said, let's go out and try to, you know, just educate doctors and uh, the public about what the opportunity here is with ketamine, because we've got a suicide epidemic. We've got yeah. addiction, depression. This is even before the pandemic was even a thing. And, and so we were sitting there going, Nothing else has worked. Antidepressants do not work uh, better than placebo. You know, meditation only works for people who, you know, are in a certain mind space. Talk therapy, mm -hmm. you know, it, all these things are what got us into this situation. And as Einstein said, you can't get out of a situation with the same thinking or consciousness that got you into it. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, this could be that. And when you look at it, you realize that psychedelics are the most reliable way for somebody to go inside themselves, have that conscious expansion experience and to, in many cases, build new neural pathways in the brain. It's the only thing. And yeah. so... I started to embrace it as the only thing and um, started to meet all the ketamine doctors and sit with hundreds of patients, myself having treatments. And I realized that this was the silver bullet for the United States and Western society. And so with Warren, we started a something called KetaMD, which is an at-home service to do ketamine over telemed with a nurse. And we figured that since this kind of happened right around Corona where we were like, people don't want to come into a clinic and get germs yeah. and sit there and have to have somebody drive them. And they got to come during office hours only. If yeah. we could do this at home, this is the Holy grail for society. And we could really maybe save a lot of people from suicide and depression and things. And so we've launched that we're in beta. We're going to go public in the next month or so. And it's been fantastic. We've had all kinds of, influencers wow. and celebrities go through it yeah and um what happened was 
Two and a half years ago, I was uh, screening my movie, The Reality of Truth, doing a Q&A, and somebody came up to me after it, and they said, hey, I'm friends with Lamar Odom, the basketball player Kardashian. He's in not in a good place right now, and I just saw your yeah. movie about plant medicine. Do you think you could help him? And I met with Lamar, and I realized that he had a lot of trauma in his life. His mother died when he was 12. His infant yeah. son passed away when he was six months old. And so I said, look, you know, why don't you come to the the doctor's office, do the ketamine, have this experience of going inside yourself, which he had never had. He'd always been told, don't do that. And he did it and he had a great experience and he did it a few more times and he said he felt like he was really building up some of the neural pathways that he had damaged during his overdose and uh, being in a coma and having 12 strokes and six heart attacks. And gone. Yeah, so he got comfortable enough with me that I said, look, Lamar, you've got an addiction profile. You're an African-American yeah. guy. There's this African root called ibogaine, iboga, and uh -huh. it can break a heroin addiction or a meth addiction or alcohol, whatever it is. You should probably do it. Maybe even as a, an African-American guy, you should have been having this, but culturally you've been cut off from it. Yeah. Why don't you come down to Mexico because it's illegal in the United States and have a doctor do the treatment. I'll go with you and guide you. And he allowed me to film all this stuff because he's yeah. just so open. He wants to share. So we did that and uh, we created a movie called Lamar Odom Reborn which it, we're talking to the streaming services now. It shows his psychedelic intervention, which has gone incredibly well for him. He went from, yeah, 12 stroke, six heart attacks to making a comeback in professional basketball and reconnecting with his family and his dad, who he was estranged for. So it's like one of these things where nothing else could have possibly worked except psychedelics. And that's kind of my mantra right now is that we have to step into this thing that we actually know quite a bit about because we've been for 50 years these compounds have been taken for by millions of people and yeah. many of them with great benefit and so now that we're in this crisis with the ptsd coming out of corona you know covid and the existing addiction depression epidemic psychedelics are the most reliable way for us to break this and you're seeing it you know the government just announced that they're funding the first psychedelic study you know all kinds of big time news events happening around psychedelics because people realize this is medical this is mental health this is nothing like cannabis of recreation and all that yeah. this is an emergency situation so it's yeah it's just exciting to be in the middle of it you know every day yeah. it's like a new chapter i'm curious just kind of going back to the original story like how have you kind of bridged or transitioned what sounds like in the beginning was a very kind of indigenous ceremonial kind of application of a very plant-based, you know, in the context of a, kind of a whole kind of belief system process, uh, you know, ceremonial experience to being more of a medical treatment kind of mode. Like how, how is that, like, how has that worked for you? What have you noticed around sort of the differences of those worlds? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because it, it has moved so fast that when I was with, you know, Michelle Rodriguez and we're in the yeah. jungle in 2012, I'm thinking like, oh, wow, like this is it. This is what I have to get everybody to come do. But I just as I realized that the impossibility of that, of the fact that, there, yeah. you know, most people can't hop on a plane and go down to Peru and all that kind of stuff. It's like we I had to find something in the Western culture. And um, it forced me 
to, you know, in my own experimentation with different things of trying yeah. these things to when I would try them myself, whether that was 5-MeO-DMT or high dose mm-hmm. psilocybin or ketamine or, you know, chonga or whatever I was trying for myself, I was always wearing that hat of like, could this help other people? Is this accessible for other people? And it wasn't really until I found ketamine where I was like, this is Western medicine approachable, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and psilocybin, I think microdosing psilocybin is probably going to eliminate all of the antidepressants out there in the next, you know, five years, it would be my guess. Because, really? you, you know, when I take the a microdose of psilocybin, I wind up at some point during the day going, oh my God, this is what people must want to feel like when they take those antidepressants. I feel great. I have energy. I'm, you know, I'm connected to nature. It's like, you know, and, and my realization as like a psychedelic concierge is that, you know, almost like a a concierge at a hotel. When somebody comes to you at the hotel and says, where should I eat dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. You ask them a series of questions. It's like, what kind of food do you like? Do you like music? Do you like wine? Do you want to be inside or outside? And then based on that, you make a determination about what's going to be best for them. And as a psychedelic concierge, knowing that each one of these plants has a different benefit, I ask these people about their trauma, their intent for doing it. And so if somebody's, you know, disconnected from nature, I might recommend San Pedro. If somebody's had loss and they need a hug from the grandmother, I might recommend ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. If somebody is just apathetic, I might recommend psilocybin microdose or, you know, maybe they need a macro dose and then Mm -hmm. a microdose. But each one of these kind of is, has its, healing property and you can make a formula so in the in the lamar odom reborn movie there's a formula in there that i created for lamar which was ketamine plus plant medicine plus a daily practice equals a conscious transformation and so by daily practice what i mean is that after you do these compounds and you have these transcendental experiences integration is really important and so You're going to want to integrate, whether that's meditation, breathing techniques, you know, something for you that brings you back to that present moment awareness experience that you were in, reconnects you to that is something you need to do so you can hang on to that experience, get the most benefit from it and uh, allow it to work for years and years or a lifetime as opposed to being something that's kind of short, short term. Yeah. this kind of leads me, I would say, to the, a company that I'm involved with called Psychoceutical, because this is sort of the best of psychedelics meeting the best of pharmaceutical. And I realized that what was missing was the opportunity to deliver these compounds in a safer and more effective way so that the medical establishment and and people in, in power and, and individuals themselves, instead of saying, hey, take some mushrooms here, here's a cap and a stem, and you know that looks like about the right amount, and take that. It's like, that's not going to work for mass adoption. We need this to be like the pharmaceuticals that we benefit from. We need the psychoceuticals to carry that opportunity. So what Psychoceuticals done is we have two patents, they're delivery system patents. These are patents that work in the regular pharmaceutical industry Mm -hmm. to deliver medicines more effectively. We have the exclusive for the psychedelic industry. And what that means is we can deliver these compounds where you can take less of the compound, but get more bioavailability. Got it. 
we can engineer out the psychedelic effect if that's necessary. So I've even had this conversation back and forth with Rick Doblin from MAPS where, you know, we talked about, hey, when is it appropriate to take out the psychedelic experience or not? And in most cases, you know, like people to have that experience because it can be so life-changing. But at the same time, you know, you've got elderly people, you've got adolescents, you've got people maybe who are scared, which is probably half the population is scared of these new things. So (laughs) for them to be able to take it, yeah, and get all the benefit of neurogenesis in these things, but without the psychedelic experience, we have to have the option there. And that's key. And so what's really amazing about Psychoceutical is that you're, it's these Janus particles, they're layered nanoparticles, which means you can re, you can put multiple psychedelics together at the same time, okay. or you can time release those. As each layer comes off, it's programmed in time, how, how when you want it to come yeah. off. So you could put together, for example, ketamine, and then, <laughs> you know, an hour later, CBG is released into the body. Fascinating. Or, Yeah. Or maybe, you know, in ketamine, it's always been tough to microdose because you have to take it. It comes out of your body so fast that you have to take it every hour and it's difficult to get people to take their meds right. So you could take a psychoceutical and the layers come off every hour or two hours, whatever it is, and you're microdosing throughout the day. And we can even pop in there, like I said, something like CBG or some type of a powerful anti-inflammatory or even something that's you know, you see some of these companies like MindMed or Cybin or Field Trip, they have these different compounds. MindMed has this 18MC. Well, if you take 18MC orally, it's going to go into your stomach, it's going to degrade, it's going to yeah. go into your liver, toxicity. It's like, so when we put that into a psychoceutical format, it bypasses the blood-brain barrier because most of the problems associated with psychedelics like dizziness, nausea, these things, these are systemic side effects. So if you're not going into the systemic uh, circulatory system, you're going directly to the the brain through into the blood, you Mm -hmm. bypass any of those negative qualities. And I think this is what's really needed yeah because and also targeting you can actually target these and instead of having to take extra medicine because you know the bioavailability is going to be low you take less of that medicine much less but Mm -hmm. it's so bioavailable that this is what yeah this is what the pharmaceuticals this is the holy grail and so i'm really excited we're we're working on making that a publicly traded company because we feel like you know we can we have such an opportunity for any of these psychedelic companies like MindMed with M18MC. They should deliver that in a psychoceutical format. Cybin, same thing. And all these microdose products. Yeah, just time released. Yeah. Time release format. Exactly. And then we go to the government. We say, look, this is the way to ensure that like pharmaceuticals, we're getting as much benefit with and reducing any harm and I think this is going to be, I don't want to say mandated, but it's going to be the gold standard of, you know, how you take a psychedelic in the future. It's going to be a psychoceutical so you can know what you're getting and you can get the most benefit without any, a lot of the, you know, potentially negative yeah. side effects. Do you see the application? I mean, you've talked about kind of two modalities or two sort of situations. I mean, it sounds like when you first started looking at the, some of the plant medicine, it was really... 
I mean, you're you know fairly functional. Like, and I was it was really about how do I find a higher purpose? How do I connect at a higher level? Like, really, how do I kind of tap in my creative energy? All these things, versus you know a lot of these situations of people you know really struggling, right? Dealing with you know whether it's addiction, depression, various real kind of diagnoses that need to be treated, uh, and some of these you know not having a whole lot of great treatment options otherwise. Like, where do you see? sort of the future of psychedelics in this is it is it really kind of treating some of these things that we've really struggled with or is it about helping people really kind of enhance their lives enhance performance in those areas where where do you see this going it's a little of both i mean i think you know i've sat personally with a couple hundred people including Mm -hmm. many veterans who had extreme ptsd who were on 20 plus medications from the va homicidal suicidal and you give them a good ketamine treatment from in the right space and with the right you know methodology and you see those people transform in that single session and i've had yeah. i have a nonprofit with my partner Warren Gumpel called the Ketamine Fund and we've given away 500 plus treatments to veterans for free a ketamine treatment and mm-hmm. booster treatments and these guys, like I said, one guy went from 20 medications down to zero. He said he went home after his first ketamine treatment. He said he felt hope. And then he said he went home and he hugged his kids and he felt love for the first time in 10 yeah. years. Oh, my so God. Like, I'm going to cry. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And that's like a worst case scenario. I've treated people yeah. who walk in with bandages on their wrists from actively trying to commit suicide and what happens is is so fascinating is that this ketamine is incredible when you have the experience about five minutes into the experience you find yourself in this place of what i would call present moment awareness where there is no future to get anxious about there's Mm -hmm. no past to you know get all muddled up in you're just in this present moment and then you can look at things in your life from a third party perspective and in that experience, that is so transformational when you can do that. And I look at that and I know that when people are usually going to commit suicide, it's usually they think I keep doing what I'm doing or I kill myself. Those are my only two options. And they sit down in the ketamine and all of a sudden, as they're sitting there with their eyes closed, these 10 other option sets open up and they look at it and they're like, oh, you know what? I kind of like doing that, which could lead to this, which could lead to that. They're like, they come out 45 minutes later. They're like, I'm not going to kill myself. This is so interesting. And I have to pursue what's going on here. Um, So that I think it has endless applications. There's so many different kind of things we put into psychedelics, right? There's plant-based, there's lab-based, and some of them are, you know, you could argue are, are less actual psychedelics. But how do you kind of kind of organize this world that we're dealing with right now in this space? Like, are there buckets or, or how do you see kind of the path towards some of these molecules, some of these plant medicines, some of these formulations? Like, what's the organization strategy you use? Yeah. You know, you know, in my own clarification, I find most of these things either to be very organic in some way or to be derived from plants or some organic material. So a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, I wouldn't do LSD. That's uh, synthetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, no, that's actually you know, bacteria that grows on a rye seed and they've basically just isolated that bacteria, that's LSD. You know, if you think that ketamine is synthetic, it's not. It's uh, They take some salts and some minerals, they process it together and this new ketamine crystal uh, appears. I said, that's organic of the earth. Like these things are all here for us. And I kind of characterize it like, you know, whatever is best for you, whatever is going to make you feel the most comfortable, whether that's 
plant material because that fits your you or it's FDA approved that fits you. But I think like our opportunity is we do have things that are going to work in all of those different categories. And it's more a question of sitting with somebody who can determine what it is that you need based on your intent, based on what you're trying to do. Because, you know, I personally, I've tried Ibogaine myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an addiction, but I just was super curious. Like, how could that break a heroin addiction in 12 hours? It doesn't even make sense. I've got to try this. And I tried it and, and it was very clear to me how it does it after I did it, which was to, you know, do this entire history of your life that you're going through and you're analyzing these different situations and you're having this very amazing experience, but it's it's intense and it's emotional. And, um, you know, when you come out of that, it actually does this physical cleanse on you where it basically wipes your prefrontal cortex. So you have no cravings, you have no, you've sweated everything out, you have nothing in your body. And it does that physical, but then it does this, you know, uh, mental one where, you know, ibogaine is used by this uh, tribe in Africa called the Bwiti, and it's basically used to commune with your ancestors. And that's how it was used. And then they realized that if you give it to somebody who's having, you know, either mental health issues or physical issues, or they want to try for peak performance just to enhance their life, that you give them iboga or the synthesized ibogaine, you give them that. And they will have these experiences, which will be life changing, and they'll get that physical change as well. So I think, you know, we've got all these drug and alcohol treatment centers in the US. It's like talk therapy plus this and that. And I'm be honest with you, Bruce, I see these people that are supposedly sober at meetings like an AA meeting or an NA meeting. And it's like they're drinking 12 cups of coffee with sugar. They're on Xanax. (laughs) (laughs) They're smoking a vape. You know, they're eating a sub sandwich and they're like, I'm totally sober. And the whole time, all they're doing is thinking like, I can't use, I can't use, I got to go to a meeting. I can't. It's like, that's not a life. I go, but if you were to just for 12 hours, sit with Ibogaine and you sit there and you have this experience and you don't have to detox and you live your life in, you know, in this new state of mind, which doesn't have to do with, you know, trying not to use, I would do that, you know, a hundred times in a row before I did that traditional detox talk treatment, which only only works for like 5% of people. And then when you put on top of that, that, you know, Bill Wilson, who founded AA, founded that program because he had an LSD experience. The fact that that was taken out means that the fundamentals of our entire thinking about these medicines is incorrect. And we need to educate people through podcasts like this, through celebrities like Lamar, some of the other people that I work with, you know, coming out and saying, this is the opportunity that our society has to heal itself from these other things that nothing else has worked for. And that's gotten us into this situation to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Ketamine D a little bit, because I'm curious how, how you're approaching it from a business point of view. So, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of folks are kind of looking at ketamine as a, a way to kind of develop the models and facilities and the practices and the processes. And then as some of these other molecules and, you know, psychedelics come out, we can start integrating them in other ones. Like how, how have you used ketamine to kind of 
prove the case, build the model, you know, the processes around this are providing these, these therapeutic experiences. And then how, like, how is this kind of building the business? Give me a little insight on kind of strategy around this. Yeah. So after, you know, when I was going around the country with Warren Gumpel and we were meeting all the top ketamine doctors and sitting with them and coming up with the best protocols that everybody was combined using, we started to realize that there were certain things that were going to work better than other things. But what happened was the coronavirus hit and we were like, wow, we can't recommend people go into a clinic and Mm -hmm. sit there and do that. We were like, we have to create an at-home solution that's safe and effective. And so what we did was we developed a, a network of, we now have you know, hundreds of nurses that are in our pipeline, many of them who've been trained. And what we do is we have a, we created a continuing medical education, a CME for doctors to be able to uh, prescribe ketamine. And so we're teaching the doctors how to be prescribers. They do a telemed session with the patient. They come up with the, uh, the prescription. They fill, they have that prescription created. And then mm-hmm. the person gets sent their medication at home and they schedule a session with one of our nurses and over telemed, they have the session. The nurse makes sure they're in the right set and setting. We make sure they have a buddy in the house who's available if needed. We make sure we play them our own frequency-based music. We help them to integrate the experience. But basically what other ketamine companies out there are doing, which is just maybe sending you the medicine, talking to you beforehand, and then saying, hey, text us, let us know how it goes. We wanted to put another layer of not only safety, but a way for you to integrate it and get as much out of the experience as possible. So you have this one hour or more session with the nurse. And in that time, as you're having the ketamine experience and integrating it, it's a really powerful experience. You know, we put a couple hundred people through this in all kinds of influencers and people, friends and family, frontline workers, nurses. And it's incredible because not only are the outcomes as good as the ketamine clinics when somebody goes there, but all the problems with the clinic don't exist. That physical location, the office hours, the somebody having to drive you there and back, taking time off of work. That means that it's limited, but our at-home KetaMD, it's like you can do this in your own home, do it at night, do it on the weekend, sit in your own bed. Nobody has to drive you anywhere. And it's just like, These are solutions. And then when I think about, okay, now you apply a psychoceutical format to this. Now we know we can give somebody a small amount that's going to be very bioavailable to them. And they're going to get exactly what they're supposed to get. Because right now we're using with KetaMD a lozenge that you take. It melts under your tongue, goes into your mucosa, and that's how you get the medicine into your system. But it's shown that it's probably only about 25% bioavailable. So if you want to give somebody 100 milligrams of ketamine, you've got to give them a 400 milligram lozenge. And that can vary based on their metabolism, when they ate, you know, all these kind of things. And we're trying to take that out. So when you think about a psychoceutical that bypasses the stomach and the liver, and they take a small amount, they get a full benefit. And then it never has to deal with the stomach or the liver. There's no, uh, none of that systemic effect that that is the holy grail here. That is what's going to bring, I think, the entire medical establishment, 
all the research consumers to say, I can have this experience, whether that's starting with ketamine, because as you said, Bruce, it's the one that's FDA approved and legal right now. And other things will come online, you know, because I think a lot of people who have a uh, flood dose type of experience of anything need that daily practice and need that integration, probably need something like psilocybin microdose or ketamine microdose that they can just take every day that what's great about it is and what I love about ketamine is it comes out of your system in a matter of hours. So you get all this neurogenesis, this growing of brain matter, these new patterns in your brain growing, but you don't have the medicine in you. When you take a traditional antidepressant, an SSRI, you're taking it every single day. It's building up in your system. It's changing your brain chemistry. And it's like, that's not the thing to do. There's all kinds of side effects and so on. It's like, just, we have these opportunities. And this is kind of what I want to say to people is like, we have to get a lot more forceful, more radical right now and say, we demand the right to have these psychedelic compounds for mental health right now the government needs needs to make these available and legal immediately for studying and for people who are in crisis we cannot sit around here and debate something that doesn't need to be debated and i feel like in 2021 where most people have a basic scientific knowledge and medical knowledge we cannot be told alcohol's good you know but you know, oh, cannabis is bad, and psilocybin's off limits. Even if your family members, you know, in crisis, it's like no, we have a crisis. We need accessibility right now. The other things aren't working, and we need to get out of this crisis. Yeah, I'm curious what you see as being kind of the next, the next set of you know molecules solutions coming down the pike. I mean, there's some stuff around psilocybin. There's some interesting things with MDMA, LSD has some interesting kind of research going on. Where, like, what's your kind of guess, or where do you see kind of the path, the road, the roadmap of new molecules, new solutions? Yeah, I, I, I'm of the mindset that all of these are going to be in their own right very important. You know, psilocybin critical. LSD microdosing for creativity and other potentially things like neuro diseases and things. The ones I think are really, really important, I think beyond ketamine, which is just like a triage for society, I think ibogaine is going to be a critical one because, you know, they're saying that a microdose of of ibogaine could reverse Parkinson's disease in some anecdotal studies and things like that. I think, you know, DMT is a really interesting one because it has to be studied for what the opportunities there are. But because it only lasts, you know, five minutes or 15 minutes and, you know, that's an opportunity where people might be able to, you know, access something that uh, is quick and, and fits the Western lifestyle. And so, I think there's, you know, and then you have things like 18MC that MindMed's coming out with, where these are derivatives, there's Field Trip has a new compound that's coming out. And I think as long as, not to just continually pitch uh, psychoceutical, but, you know, the opportunity, if we can deliver these in a way where the medical establishment and the and people can say, I trust this, I know what I'm going to get, I know basically, you know, how long it's going to last and what the experience is going to be, that opens this up to everybody. And I think we will find, you know, that many more compounds, indigenous compounds that, you know, they're endless, you know, there's hundreds of 
opportunities. And as we're learning from cannabis, there's all kinds of, you know, different molecules and things in there, whether it's CBD or CBG or THCA and all these things within each one of these psychedelic compounds, there's these different opportunities as well. And it's just a matter of studying them. And we're in that moment right here where NIH putting money behind it, the Veterans Administration, these are huge yeah. uh, institutions that if they determine that it is it should be, then they can force it to be. They can reschedule. That's what I'm calling for right now is the yeah. rescheduling of all psychedelics. But what's interesting is that um, the kind of knock on, you know, from people is, oh, this will never happen because the uh, drug companies don't want it to happen. And that's not true. I think the drug companies would love it to happen. They just just like cannabis, they're letting society bring it forward mm -hmm. and then they're jumping into the fold but the good news is that the people who are bigger than the pharmaceutical companies who have more power than them that's the insurance companies and these health insurance companies like united healthcare i've spoken to their top leadership and seen some of the studies and consulted them you know they're side by side in ketamine versus other drugs versus analogs of ketamine because they're realizing that if they could give somebody $5 worth of ketamine, that if that could keep somebody off of antipsychotics from going to the emergency room on a Saturday night, having a panic attack, having mm -hmm. talk therapy all day, every day and all this stuff. It's like if they could eliminate all those major costs with these very cost effective solutions, it's the holy grail. And they don't, they're not going to care what the drug companies think. They're just going to mandate, hey, when somebody has this situation, the first thing you do is this ketamine or some psychedelic. And then if that doesn't work, then you move on to other things. But I think that's the beautiful thing is these insurance companies who really kind of <laughs> control the world, yeah. uh, they're, they're going to be motivated to let these psychedelics come out. That's great. Zappy, if people want to find out more about you, about Ketamine D, about um, you know, all the businesses you've got going on, the work that you've done, what's the best way to get that information? Probably anything personal. If you want to go to zappyzappelin.com, that's a great place to see everything that I'm doing. And I try to keep that updated at zappyzappelin.com. And then if you go to psychoceutical.com, uh, you can check out what's going on there and all that exciting stuff. And then KetaMD.com, if you're interested there, uh, we're pretty close to going live to the public. And that's going to be huge because you know, we've got a lot of celebrities and influencers and thought leaders who've gone through our program. And, and we're just excited that, you know, because ketamine is FDA approved, it allows them to come out uh, for it where maybe something like psilocybin or yeah. Ibogaine or something like that, they need to be a little bit more conservative. But with ketamine, because it's FDA approved, they are getting behind it. And that's really exciting. And I think, you know, we're going to have a lot of exciting announcements. The industry is going to podcasts and things like this and the legal system of people like Dustin Robinson, who put us together, lawyers like that, who are yeah. making this stuff accessible and fighting for us to be able to use this now in this crisis. It's really happening. And I used to think, oh, man, when is it going to be a rock rolling down a hill? It is right now a rock that is mm -hmm. rolling down that hill. And it's mm -hmm. just awesome to see. This is great. I'll make sure all the links and everything are in the show notes so people can click through, get that. Zappy, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Likewise. Thanks for doing what you're doing. It's important. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Psychedelic Invest Podcast. 
If you liked this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and leave us a review. You can find more episodes on all the major podcasting platforms and our website at psychedelicinvest.com slash podcast. <laughs>